0: Spiritual midwife, mystic, and transformational guide. So delighted to have you with me today. Guess what? Today is my birthday. And I am celebrating with you by exploring the importance of being true to ourselves. There's an old saying that says, this above all else, to thine own self be true. Over the years, that has been a meaningful phrase for me, and I was thinking about it recently when I was speaking with a member of my group program, Sumptuous Living our conversation had me reflecting on my own experience in relationship and in family, where it feels so easy often to get pulled into other people's needs or agendas or desires and losing sight of our own particularly if we have a partner or children or parents that we're still tending in some capacity. It can be so easy to lose ourselves and to give ourselves away or to put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list I know that has certainly been a challenge of mine over the course of my life. And so I'm looking at it again from a renewed perspective because here's the thing, beloved. In order to embody your sovereignty, you have to be true to yourself. In order to be the woman you were born to be, you have to be true to yourself. You have to take yourself into consideration. You have to put yourself in the equation. And not only that, you really need to be devoted to yourself and to your heart's and soul's desires. Not just mildly pursuing them, you need to be devoted to them and to have those desires and yearnings that come from within be your guiding light. Because you were born to blossom in a unique way and to bring a contribution to this world that only comes with you giving birth to your wisdom, to your essence, to your light in its most full way. And along the way to doing that, we of course encounter situations and relationships that help forge us in that fire, in that relational spiritual fire. And so we may have old agreements, old relational agreements or soul agreements with other people in our lives that pull us in and that make it very difficult for us to stay trained on that north star of our inner truth and our heart and soul desires. So it's important if you are in the weeds or in the woods, lost in everybody else's needs, desires, life, dreams, agendas, wants, to hear me. I'm calling out to you. I'm saying, you get to matter. You get to put yourself at the top of the list. There is something vital and critical to the whole of humanity for you to come back to yourself and to put yourself at the top of the list and be true to that vision, to that desire that lives deep in your heart. It is so important and valuable. So how do you begin that? How do you get started when you are feeling lost in those woods or those weeds and not living in a way that is being true to yourself? Well, one of the ways I recommend to those women that I work with is really beginning to listen both to your emotions and to your body and to those times when something feels off to you, when you feel that cramped tightness, or you feel that lurch in the stomach, or you feel like, if I have to live this way one more day, I am just going to scream. So those, that's a more pronounced way, but there are also very subtle ways, when someone makes a request of you, when somebody issues an invitation, and you can feel that it's not quite right, it's so important to pay attention even to those most subtle signals that say, this isn't quite right for me. So how can I be true to myself? How can I be more in greater alignment with what will support me, with what will nourish me, with what will sustain me, with what will get me one step closer to that dream that dwells in my heart, that big dream? even if it's not the season for your dream. Because truth be told, many of our dreams, much of our most profound blossoming takes place over many seasons. And there may be, you may be in the midst of a season of deconstructing those old agreements, those old relational agreements. You may be resurrecting yourself from the ashes of an old identity, or you may be in the thick of it in certain relationships, such as child raising or tending to aging parents or partner, things that in your heart are part of your service and your loving commitment, but that don't leave as much space or availability to put yourself and your dream exclusively on your radar. We all have those phases and those times of life. However, even during those times, we can be true to ourselves we can make choices, as I said, that are nourishing, that are supportive, that are loving and honoring of who you are, beloved. So a practical way that you can begin, as I said, is by paying attention both to your emotions and your physical body. So I would invite you to consider How does a yes feel in your body? A yes to something that is proposed or a yes to something that you want to pursue in your life. Where do you feel it in your body? Perhaps it's a lightening of your shoulders or feeling like something's been taken off your back, more of a spring in your step or an expansiveness or warmth in your heart. It's good to discover where that yes is. And similarly, it's very important to discover where your no lives. How and where do you register a no when something is not in alignment for you? Do you feel it in your gut? Do you feel it in the subtle clench of your jaw, or your eyes narrowing, or tension in the shoulders? It's a very important to get clear where your no lives and practicing, of course, expressing it, expressing your no. And again, it does not have to be done with full-on Xena warrior force. It can be done subtly and graciously, as in, I would prefer not, or that really doesn't work for me, or I would rather do it a different way. Those are all ways that you can communicate your no. But understanding how it shows up for you first and foremost is critical. That's what will help you find your way out of the woods or will tell you or cue you that you have gotten off the path, that you have gotten off the path to your own destiny, to the woman you were born to be. I heard recently, I was listening to a podcast, Mike Dillard of Self Made Man was interviewing Ed Milette, and they were talking about an insight that they had both had which was very similar and Mike was describing it to Ed as saying he realized that his definition of hell was dying and after his death meeting the man he could have been in this life and having that man be a stranger. And Ed was saying yes, and his definition of heaven was meeting that man and having him be his identical twin. So I'm piggybacking on their inspiration and their wisdom and coming back to you, beloved, because we as women are so often in a supporting cast for those loved ones around us. It can be really, really easy for us to put others first or to let our fear hold us in old agreements, old roles, old ways of self-sacrifice and self-betrayal that do not serve us. And when they do not serve us, they do not serve the whole. They do not serve the person we are in relationship with or anyone. It is always serving for the whole, for us to be true to ourselves. And that's how we become that woman, that woman that we were meant to be, so that when our life is over, we can see her, we can embrace her. And we can know that we are indeed her. It's so vitally important, beloved. So as we bring it to a close, as always, I want to remind you to always trust what your heart knows. It is the passageway. It is the journey to your sovereignty, to being true to yourself. It is one of the keys. So until next time, trust what your heart knows, beloved. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.